0: Ladies and gentlemen, please notice that exits are conveniently located at the front and rear of this auditorium. When leaving the theater, we suggest that the exit at the front of the auditorium will allow you easier access to the parking areas. Thank you.
1: Stop your slow clap. <laughs> why are you? Why are you from Texas now? Because uh, I got to choose. <laughs> How's that for high energy? That's false advertising. <laughs> no. Oh, come on. <laughs> does every actor that portrays a cop in a movie have to wear a fedora? You heard it here, folks. Mike Field <laughs> is dead inside. <laughs> I'm actually trying to figure out who Brooklyn Duck is married to. Why She doesn't so, say it like that. She does say it like that. She does say it's it like that. Cowards. Cowards is what they're called, Mike. They're called cowards. Hi, I'm Mike Field. I'm Mike Butler. And you're listening to the Forgotten Cinema Podcast. Each episode, we highlight a film that for a variety of reasons was forgotten by audiences, whether it's because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the movie simply didn't catch on with an audience in its initial run. We'll discuss what we'd love about the movie or perhaps don't love about it, but we'll always recommend you revisit it. If you enjoy our podcast, please feel free to rate, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Woo! Nice. Season six begins. We have survived season five. (laughs) We are doing Terminator T2. No, we're not. We're doing Terminator Dark Fate. Did you say T2 by accident? No, I did on purpose. (laughs) Because I'd want to watch it. 4K Blu-ray looks nice, but that's a nice bike. (laughs) So we are doing Terminator Dark Fake because we're doing a little something special this uh, first episode of season six. We are doing a crossover event with, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Butler does another podcast called Two Player Bros. Butler, real quick, what's that about?
2: It's about two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and my buddy Dave while we talk about all things video game related. We'll do
1: news and review episodes as well as deep dives into your favorite video games. Okay, okay. Slow it down. I just wanted a brief one. And then on that episode, you will hear me talking about Terminator. I forgot the resistance, Resistance. Okay, which I have to start playing and I'm going to start playing very soon. Um, Not a first person shooter kind of guy, but I'll get into it. You listen, you got plenty of time from when
2: we're recording this. But from when they're listening to this, our episode comes out a day later. (laughs) So
1: tomorrow (laughs) you'll hear all about how I played the game, which I will start to play very soon in the distant past. <laughs> <laughs> which which is very fitting since we're talking about Terminator and you know leap time from travel, the past, time like travel, that. and all that fun stuff. So why don't you let everybody know because this is a fairly new movie? Why don't you let everybody know what Terminator: Dark Fate is about, and then I'll jump right into the facts. Right into the facts. So synopsis, facts. That's what I'm Whoa. saying. That's what I'm saying here. That's what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. All right, let me
2: bring up this storyline. I'm gonna read this. I haven't read this yet. This is the main storyline on IMDb, but from a Claudio. Stop with the free shout outs. Stop <laughs> with the free shout. It's called Rando. Go. <laughs> a young female Mexican worker, Danny Ramos, is hunted down by a virtually indestructible Terminator from the future called a Rev-9. However, she is protected by an enhanced human named Grace, who is also from the future. They flee from the unstoppable Terminator, and out of the blue, Sarah Connor from the original Terminator series helps them out on the road. All three head to Laredo, Texas where Grace has the coordinates of possible support and where they meet a T-800 who is living in an isolated location with his family. The group teams up to try to destroy the Rev-9 and save the
1: future. That guy's name is Carl, not T-800. Carl with a C. He does drapes.
2: Cyberdyne Systems Model (laughs)
1: 101. So uh, Terminator Dark Fate came out uh, last year. (laughs) Not even. It's true. November 1st, 2019. Uh, It has a runtime of 128 minutes. It's rated R and a production budget of $185 million. This was actually the first R-rated Terminator Dark Fate since T2, right? Because T2 was R. Uh,
2: Because all the other ones
1: were PG-13. Salvation ended
2: up PG-13. They don't count. They don't
1: count, apparently. So we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, But anyways... It's opening weekend. It did twenty nine million dollars domestic, sixty two, and then worldwide two hundred and sixty one. But I'm going to tell you right now, it did not make business. It was a flop because even though I gave you the production budget hundred eighty five, and its total gross it was two sixty. Marketing, like marketing was eighty to one hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's, that's how much they spent on marketing. So this did not make its money back.
2: Although post Blu ray sales and stuff like that, it could end up just breaking even. Well, but I yeah. think
1: that's how all the studios, you know, figure out. If they're going to come back for a sequel or when when movies don't perform well in the box office, but they perform well on home box office, or I don't think they call it any of that anymore, but you know what I mean? At home and stuff like that. That's how they would determine whether they're going to come back with a sequel. Because let's be honest, some sequels are made in particular just to do well on video sales because they know they'll do well on the back end. Right. And they get that money anyways because they don't share in that profit most of the time. That's not how the uh, contracts they work out with the talent and whatnot. But as well, we're talking about production companies. There was... A total of six, in addition to probably many that we don't know about, that produced this movie: Paramount Pictures, Skydance Media, 20th Century Fox, Ten Cent Pictures, Lightstorm Entertainment, and TSG Entertainment. Lightstorm is uh, Cameron, right? I believe so yes. Yeah. So Paramount, 20th Century Fox split a chunk of this, and what ended up happening was Paramount distributed this domestic, but 20th Century Fox distributed this international. Ten Cent Pictures is a Chinese company, and they came up with ten percent of the money. They actually distributed it, marketed it, and merchandised it in China. They were responsible for that and earned all that revenue. So even this worldwide number right here is split up. So Paramount probably didn't make anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. So you had a lot of of money behind this. A lot of money behind this. And I want to go back to the release date. I'll go to what was released at the same time. But this movie was originally meant to come out on July 26, 2019. But they moved it back to the 22nd of November and the reason why they moved it was they could, they wanted to avoid going up against Hobbs and Shaw. Well, excuse me, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, or whatever it's called. <laughs> then they moved it up to November 1st because Wonder Woman moved, Wonder Woman 1984 moved out of that slot back to June 2020. Mm-hmm. And as you listen to this now, you realize they have moved all the way back to August. August something, so yeah. on, when, as we're recording this right now, that's tentative. So hopefully that stays. But, you know, yeah, I don't know. Eh, who knows? Who knows what's going to well, This happen.
2: is going to come out before the, even the release date run of Wonder
1: Woman. So I got you. Not to wondering if the yeah.
2: We come out around the same time that Tenant is supposed to come out. Yeah, so we'll I'm see what happens about that.
1: We'll see what happens. Well, if we'll even be back work Hey, future uses,
2: let us know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Hey guys, future Mike here with some interesting tidbits. So, indeed, Wonder Woman is not releasing in August, but October second, twenty twenty, tentatively. And Tenet is releasing on September 3rd, 2020, tentatively. So even though this is future Mike, I really kind of still don't know. Back to your regularly scheduled podcast.
1: Whoa. Okay, sorry. Wrong movie. So this came out the 1st of November. And it came up against Arctic Dogs. Boo. Harriet, Motherless Brooklyn, and The Lighthouse. I have not seen any of these movies. Man, I wanted these to, movies
2: just came out. Well, here's the
1: too. thing. I, I wanted to see. I, I really. Could care less if I see Arctic dogs just because I'm not a child. Okay. Uh, but uh, I wanted to see Harriet and then I heard it was just okay. And then I wanted to see Motherless Brooklyn and then I heard it was just eh, nobody, people liked it. Yeah. Now the lighthouse seems to be like a movie that I need to just like, okay, put it on. And I don't know if that's a movie I could watch in the theater unless someone, I want to see it, but I know it's a tough watch. You know what I mean? And I'm not discounting it. So all three of those movies I want to see I'd eventually but when you hear like when you want to see something and you're you're interested in it and then you hear like kind of like oh i didn't like that movie it shades you and you don't want to you're like oh man so you kind of like get bummed out so the week after on the 8th of november you had doctor sleep which i've still yet not seen and that bugs me i want to see it uh last christmas midway which we saw together butler in the screening yes you watched
2: midway we watched midway instead of doctor sleep we did i still hate because doctor sleep was
1: long and i didn't want i didn't know if we could handle that oh Oh, my god Midway is awful. You need to understand something. We're watching screenings. Sometimes <laughs> like I'm on the clock. So I never Yeah, if, so who cares? Yeah, paid. but if I get called out, I don't want to get called out of a movie that I really want to see and then get bummed. <laughs> I'm not gonna go back. Midway, I could see me leaving and be like, I'll come back. These For movies. some
2: reason, you did not watch this movie with me, and I can't remember why. Oh, I
1: think I had to leave. I had to exit I had to get out of there because um well, I don't
2: even think you started it with me. I think I came in and you were like, Butler, I have to do this. But I so watched it. I, I know yet. I
1: watched it. Did I not finish it? You didn't watch it with me, no. Oh, you're right. I didn't ever I never finished it. Wow, because I remember parts of it. You're right. I had to go. Somebody called out. I had to go work the box office. Yeah, that, yeah. You also had Playing with Fire that week, which I we actually I saw it here at the house. Um, it was fine. It was fun. Kids like it. Jojo Rabbit, uh, Parasite, and Jojo Rabbit and Parasite in a wide release. Yes, in a wide release. And then Honey Boy in a limited release. So you started getting some of these Oscar films coming in. On the 25th of October, which is the week before Terminator Dark Fate, you had Countdown which is the app that tells you when you're going to die kind of movie. Oh, I did so well. <laughs> <laughs> Black and blue. Another one I wanted to see. And then I, I heard people that really didn't care for it. The current war director's cut. I've yet to see that. And another one I want to see. Jesus is King. And the IMAX limited release film that Kanye West did. Yep. The only reason I have that in there is because we actually showed that and nobody came to it. And Western stars in a limited release, which is the Bruce Springsteen movie, which nobody came to as well. We had like yeah. a, fathom event for and or no we actually showed it and we actually nobody, it, yeah. came. nobody came i love these movies that everyone's like oh okay we get phone calls for some of these movies oh you're gonna get this you're gonna get this and then we get it and then nobody shows uh, so you know terminator Dark fate was directed by tim miller you may know him from deadpool he also was a second director for thor dark world and he was nominated for an oscar for go for broke a short story by james cameron you know who James Cameron is, right? Who's James Cameron? Well, Mike, funny you should ask, but he's responsible for Titanic, The Abyss, True Lies, Avatar, Aliens, among other things. Those are a lot of big movies. Those Mike. are a lot of big movies. Uh, Avatar 2, Avatar 3, Avatar 4, Avatar 5. They're all coming, right? Yeah,
2: eventually. At some
1: point. <laughs> uh, story was also... There, there's a ton of writers here, so, so bear with me. <laughs> there's also a story created for Charles H. Egli. He is an executive producer from The Shield. He also wrote Piranha to the Spawning, which, which Cameron directed. He's also a writer from St. Elsewhere. He did. He wrote Dark Angel and he was not he wanted an Emmy because he was an executive producer for NYPD Blue one season Ooh. or a couple seasons. Story is also by Josh Friedman. He is writing the script for Avatar 2. He wrote Black Dahlia. He wrote part of War of the Worlds and he's responsible for the TV show Snowpiercer based on the movie Snowpiercer, which I think is better. And I don't want to bother with the TV show. But regardless of that, I also heard that he is also now writing the Planet of the Apes new movie trilogy there's another the tri- first one there's another one but
2: basically it's going to be the planet of the apes <sighs> all right but
1: okay. they're
2: really good movies and I, you have not watched them
1: so don't, don't, don't I, I, watch i've them. watched some of rise you can't just watch some of something I, i'm not like, uh, i can't do whatever i want <laughs> <laughs> now we've entered into the story slash screenplay portion of our program <laughs> so i've given you three people that came up with the story now i'm going to give you two more people that came up with the story that are given story credits but also wrote part of the screenplay. You had David Escoyer. Now, if you probably know who David Escoyer is, he's responsible for a lot of the DC stuff. He does a lot of uncredited rewrites. I'm going to give you some older stuff he's done. He did Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., the TV show. He did the Van Damme movie, Death Warrant, and he's also responsible for Blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Rhodes also wrote some of the screenplay, did some of the story. He has done Grassroots, and he's actually doing the RoboCop Returns movie. I'm that cautiously they're
2: doing. excited about RoboCop Returns.
1: Uh, I, the, this, the new one, is it the same as uh, Kinnaman? Is he playing nope, RoboCop with a new the guy? this is
2: one. This is a sequel to the old school Alex Murphy. So RoboCop 2. Um, is he into RoboCop 2? Peter two. Weller ones. And Weller's not
1: in it, is he? Yes.
2: Peter Weller is in his
1: 70s, isn't
2: he? I think he's in his 60s. I don't know if he's playing RoboCop. Well, he's probably playing RoboCop. There's probably another one. But it takes place in that same universe. All right,
1: whatever. Then you have just a screenplay credit. <laughs> this is never a good sign. When you have over six to seven people that are responsible for the script. Because then you have... You have issues and we'll get into that. But you had Billy Ray coming in to rewrite a lot of this stuff. Actually, I think Goyer only did one pass and then Billy Ray came in and did and rewrote a lot of this. And he Billy Ray has written Color of Night, Shattered Glass, State of Play, the remake. And then he was nominated for an Oscar for Captain Phillips. Was State of Play good?
2: I remember seeing it and I can't yes, remember if I liked that's, it or not. State of Play is the wrote, Russell Crowe.
1: One. Yeah, it actually did. Did I like it? Did the, I not like it? I the, don't remember. The English the- one, the, the one it's based on is good as well. But it's actually not. State of Play is really good.
2: Oh, so I remember Ray Winstone's in that one, right? The remake as well?
1: well? Uh, well ben like Affleck's in State of Play. Guy? Right? Ben, Am I thinking of the same movie? No. What am I thinking of? You're thinking of the, What's the one Tom Clancy a- one. No, 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 no. Ben Affleck's the senator. The congressman that's in trouble. And he's Russell Crowe's friend. Oh, you're yeah. right. Ben yes. Affleck is yeah, the guy. Yeah, okay. Rachel, Rachel McAdams is in this yep. one. Yeah. Yep. No, it's good. You should okay. watch it.
2: I've watched it. I just don't remember if I liked it or not. I'll try it again. Maybe
1: right. It's a forgotten movie, <laughs> <laughs> is it? It's the only yeah. way I watch them. Ooh, maybe it is a forgotten. So there's another movie because the State of Play, State of Grace, or State of Grace is Eddie Harris, but like Irish gangsters. That's from the that's from like the late '80s. That's a really good movie, and that might be a movie we should do because I love that movie quite a bit. Put it on. I will put it on. The put list. it on this right now before you forget. No, just you'll do one. On. Yeah, okay, okay, well, on when, when I'm doing the edit, When I'm doing my the edit, I'll add it
2: because <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'll add it
1: now. I'm moving on to cinematography. We've talked about writing for about 20 minutes now. Cinematography by Ken Sang. He did Sorority Road*, Project X, which is on our list. Deadpool, obviously a connection to Tim Miller, and Snatched, not to be confused with Snatch, starring uh, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Composer Junkie XL. He's done Mad Max Fury Road, Divergent, Deadpool, again, Army of the Dead, which is coming out. That's a Zack Snyder movie.
2: Oh, that's the new... Okay.
1: Yeah. I saw that. I was like, what is that? Right. He's also done a ton of other stuff. Batman versus uh, Superman. Yes. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I grabbed five. <laughs> Edited by Julian Clark. He was nominated for an Oscar for District 9. He did Skyscraper, Elysium, and the 2011 Thing remake, which is... I, the reason why I put that in there is because I remember we did Fright Night, mm-hmm. and that was a two, that was a remake in 2011. It's just like, like a reboot remake. It was just like, what, do they have a bunch of them that year? That's right. So let's get to the cast. And quite honestly... It's not a big cast in terms of people with role with lines. No, which it, I think it's kind of classic Terminator. If you think about
2: Terminator, it's a they're all chase films. Yeah, so they keep the cast really tight, which is yeah. nice because you don't have to balloon it
1: up. So you had Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor. Um, do you remember her from Terminator and T Two? Well, she's also in Dante's Peak, ugh. the better of the volcano movies. What do you mean? Ugh,
2: I, I hate Dante's. How Peak. How do you hate Dante's I hate Peak? Because da- it's not good it uh the acting is we are
1: incorrect the,
2: the acting is, is not, not good. good the grandma going into the lake that's is the best the part. part of the movie that's, awesome. that's the dumbest. i love the that dumbest part I know, of the you're movie. absolutely right the but, worst part but of the movie. you're absolutely right
1: but her death is deserved because it's, she does something stupid
2: the only good part in that movie is when pierce brosan breaks his arm after the after they uh, outrun the volcano right. and they crash in the mine shaft yes and he shatters his arm and they show it i think that is Some of the best makeup effect for a broken arm, because every time
1: I see that scene, I'm just like, oh, God, no. Well, I also but I will tell you this about that movie. I like pushes it it back in. Well, that's fantastic. Well, because he's Bond. (laughs) I I also like the fact that um, they use practicals and they use models. For all, when the volcano and all the water and and I appreciated that more. That's fine, yeah. But I also love when that guy dies when their when their buddy, the guy, he's on the he's on the bridge and they're all the, the group of God, people waiting, yeah. and they're like, let's go. And he looks at him, he gives him that look, and then the bridge goes up and over, and you're just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's terrible that I like that, but I like that one. Anyway, she's also in *Chosen of the Corn* and *Mr. Destiny*. Arnold Schwarzenegger is T-800 Carl. He is the governor of California, former governor. He's in another bunch of movies. You can figure those out. Mackenzie <laughs> Davis is as Grace. She's from the TV show halt, halt and Catch Fire, which I could never get into. I watched the first two episodes. Yeah, and I, was like, eh. I could never get into it. It's because the uh, main character, who I like. Yes, Lee
2: Pace. Lee Pace is such a, was such a douche yes, in the first two episodes. So it's just like, I don't know if I can. It was like he was auditioning for Yeah.
1: You're right. You're right. She is, tull- she is in Tully. She actually plays Tully in Tully. And she's in Blade Runner 2049. Uh, Natalia Reyes is Danny Ramos. She is not in a lot of big stuff. This is probably her first big thing, mm-hmm. but she is in a TV show. I'm, I'm assuming it's Mexican television. It's Cumbia Ninja. And she's also from Running with the Devil, which is a really, it looks like a, from the poster, it looks like a really bad Nick Cage movie. Um, but I would assume you'd probably hear more from her soon because this is her, was a big role for her. Yeah. Then you had Gabriel Luna as Gabriel. Yeah, he's also the ref nine. He's the bad guy. He is in the TV show Agents of Shield. He was also in Freeheld and Bernie. Then you had Diego Boneta, Benita Boneta, as Diego Ramos, her brother. Which I don't even know why I bother because he's not. He's in the movie for a hot minute. He was in the TV show Scream Queens. He's also in Rock of Ages and Before I Fall. And then I have Fraser James as Major Dean. Which I'll get to why I don't understand why he shows up.
2: Oh yeah, we'll we'll, go, yeah. we'll get into him.
1: Uh, he was also in Resident Evil: The Final Chapter, which I never saw, and Wing Commander, which unfortunately I did see.
2: I have Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. Uh, when like- I when I bought Resident Evil Three on Xbox, they just threw it in like, hey, hey go ahead, have it. No one's watching
1: this. <laughs> How many Resident Evils
2: were there? What a seven. I, I mean, I don't I'm asking
1: because I don't know.
2: <laughs> I watched the first one, which isn't bad at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I watched the second one, which is pretty bad. Yes, but they watch it better. And then I never watched them after that. They don't get better. I don't. What's the one where that?
1: it ends on top of the building? And they're like, and she's on top of the skyscraper in the future or that she's in Raccoon City or something. Or maybe I'm thinking of be on Flux. I don't know. Here's the thing. They all they all they all blend like together. That. I don't know what the heck the is one happening. where She's on an aircraft carrier and
2: it's all CGI and it's just yeah. like a yeah. video game.
1: Yeah.
2: And like somebody's dropping cargo. I was um, whatever. Like,
1: I'm not saying the first one is Citizen Kane. But it's it. it looks like that compared to all the other sequels, and they have an audience. People like them, but they're not really well done.
2: Well, they have a good international audience.
1: That's fine. Whatever. It's a lot of action. You don't have to listen to the dialogue. I just can't get into them, just like I couldn't get into this movie, Butler. No, I know you like this movie. We're done with the facts. I know you like this movie. (laughs) And I never watched. And disclosure: I never saw this movie in the theater, probably because either couldn't see the screening because we usually just watch the screening. This was a IMAX movie.
2: Well, for you and me, if we can't get to it the first that first screening that we do, yeah, it's, it's usually so busy. It's tough to get you back. You can't to get home. back into it,
1: and then you just and then I didn't hear a lot of good things about it. It's the same thing that happens with all the other movies. You hear they're not, you want to see it, you hear somebody didn't like it, and then you're just like, eh,
2: who said they didn't like it? Nobody
1: nobody saw it.
2: (laughs) Well, nobody was coming
1: out of that movie going, you need to see this, man.
2: Surprisingly, you know, the only other person I know who saw this movie was our buddy who doesn't watch any movies, Greg.
1: Oh, okay. Watched this movie. And even he liked it. Well, then that's see, but I know he likes that right there is an indication that I won't like it because Greg doesn't like, doesn't like good movies, and he <laughs> and he and he likes bad movies. You heard me, Greg. And honestly, <laughs> he doesn't even listen to this, so who cares? Um. Anyways, so I ha- I have some problems with this movie. Now I don't know where you want to start because you like this movie. Why I like not? this movie quite a bit. So what? Wh- tell me what. What's your best? Okay, so what is something that you really in? Well, we should start start let's off our about history this? of Terminator. Well, let's start off with we we teased it before. So this movie is a direct sequel. To Terminator from the Two. 19, 1984 and then T2. Yes. And then then the the movies Terminator, Rise of the Machines, Terminator... Salvation. Salvation and then Terminator Genesis are considered movies that... And the Sarah Connor Chronicles on TV. Which actually was a pretty good show. But still yeah. are all considered to be in alternate universes. So those are not supposed to be in this universe. Right. Okay. So this is a direct sequel. So this is the third film in the Cameron se- uh, trilogy or whatever. Right. What is the big thing you like about this movie?
2: I mean, the first thing is you get rid of all the other ones. And I like Terminator three, but it's the Rise, not, of the machines, right. okay. Rise of the Machines. Right. Rise of the Machines is is good. I watched it. There are some scenes I really sure. like. That has a lot of a lot a lot of issues. Right, right. But this movie goes back to it's A, it's rated R. Okay, which is fine. I appreciate
1: debate. I appreciate that.
2: You've got back Linda Hamilton as Sarah Connor. Right. And Linda Hamilton is the Terminator series. And one of the big things for me, like growing up. As a young boy in the, you know, the late 80s, early 90s was yeah, there is, weren't this a lot. Is gonna get weird, is it? <laughs> There weren't a lot of female heroes. Of course, yeah. You yep. didn't have a lot. You had three. There's not enough now, Butler. That's true. Yep. In my opinion, you only had, basically you only had three. You had, not including like Scream Queens and stuff like that. You had right, right, right. Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. You had Ellen Ripley. Yep. And you had Sarah Connor. Yeah. And those were your three like heroes that even as like a young boy who's playing with guns outside and mm-hmm. action mm-hmm. figures and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Could kind of relate to and think of like, wow, she's awesome. That's about, really
1: cool. What about Lady J uh, from uh, G.I. Joe?
2: I was never a huge G.I. Joe, pro- and that's also but, a
1: cartoon. That's true too. But you're right. No, but I'm just <laughs> doing, I'm being funny. But you're right. You're but sure. Lady J and Red Son. Hey! Oh, okay. The Lady J, you're right. I agree. I agree.
2: But so, I mean, that's a big part of what the Terminator films are missing. And even in, starting in Terminator 3, it's like, well, we killed her off. I was just like, right. all right. So she died of smoking too much from being nervous about the apocalypse. That's right.
1: Okay. Because it's Nick Stahl plays John Connor.
2: Right. Right. And then Terminator Salvation, you just completely nix that terrible characters, a terrible John Connor that you can't relate to.
1: What was that one? Who was the Connor in that one? That was Christian Bale as John
2: Connor. Okay. And he right. played it with right. a weird voice and he was unrelatable. It he was just in the wasn't, future. Right. Yeah. He wasn't the same John Connor at all. Right. Right. Just, all right. Right. And then you've got Genesis, which I'd rather not talk about. <laughs> I, was like, I love <laughs> Amelia not? Clark, but. She was not a strong Sarah Connor. Right. She was too nice. And the rest of the movie just is, as you know, because yes. you did watch that with me. I did. Is what is that movie? That yeah. movie's not good. Yeah. So like Sarah Connor being back, having that attitude, she's badass in this movie. She's really good. I like her attitude. I like, and you're going to have issues. You're having yeah. issues with this whole thing. Yeah. I knew I was going to be bullied yeah. this whole time. I'm not going
1: to be bullied. I'm <laughs> t- don't don't don't. No, that's don't, it. Don't, I'm going to be bullied, not, guys. Oh no, not you're, you're such a baby. You're such a baby.
2: <laughs> but I think, I mean, she hasn't worked in a long, long time. She's hesitant to do this. I think she jumps back in and I really think she's playing Sarah Connor again. I I think she does a great job of
1: jumping back into that role. Well, she had to do a year full of fitness training. She did. To get into this. Fun fact, because we
2: kind of bring it up with Tom Cruise in Valkyrie. They thought that he had to have a fake butt. Right. She did have to have a fake butt. Did she she really? She actually worked her butt off. She got so fit and so thin that she didn't have a butt in the pants, so they had to put a fake butt Oh, come on. Which she actually copped to in her own interviews. She was come like, on. I was so fit when well, you put the cargo pants on, you couldn't see that I had a tush, so they had to
1: add one back. Why? On. Why bother? <laughs> oh, that's... Know. that's. that's mm. Speaking of Tom Cruise, you see he's going to shoot in space? They that's right. That? Did you see who's going to direct it? Who?
2: The guy who's direct, who directed uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, um... I
1: can't remember his name right Lyman? Yeah. Oh, nice. Alright, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: But I think Sarah Connor is a big part of it. I think the fact that it's an all-female movie, basically. I mean, Arnold is there because he has to be there. But I mean, you have your, your all-female cast heroes. And it's like, while I was watching, the first time I watched this, I did have a lot of issues with it. and I, I But I still really liked it. Okay. And we can get into why, what the issues were because I'm sure you'll have some oh, same I, issues. Oh, I'm not going to
1: sit here and stay silent all day. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yeah.
2: But while I was watching it the second time, I was like, you know, which I didn't realize the first time, which is great, is it's all-female. And it's like, no one made a big deal when this movie came out. and And- no one like poo-pooed it because of that. And it's because well, I it didn't like you. I mean, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, I mean, maybe some people did, but it wasn't as big a deal. It wasn't like boycott this and stuff like Ghostbusters, but they didn't.
1: Ghostbusters is not good. But change of
2: exactly. <laughs> and they didn't tout it as this is all female. This is, this is True. It, And this is like, that wasn't part re-cast. of the marketing. I it's got just, you. These right. is three strong females leading this cast, right. leading this picture that one of them is going to be the future leader of the world. And it's like, okay, are you totally into it? And you totally buy it. And it's like, it doesn't, change the movie it doesn't they don't wink and nod at the camera every three seconds about it and it's just a really uh, well done female there's a picture. Sh- there's
1: a crap ton of lines in here that wink and nod at the last all all the terminators they do they redo lines over and over again but that's, I, that's, I, a, that's a classic but terminator I, but i understand what yeah. you're saying
2: so i think that's a real reason i like it i like a lot of the action there are some action set pieces that i'm sure the same ones i know you said you like the action sure i like the action some, some ones that i don't like that i'm sure you also don't like
1: okay like moments?
2: Moments, yeah. But overall, this is a really fun sci-fi action movie that isn't a superhero movie. It's not Marvel. It's well, not, not Terminator Disney movies comics. are never like that. And You're I, right. I know. And it's just, a, right. I think maybe it's, maybe that does shade why I like it so much is that I'm so sick of superhero action movies. Agreed. That being said, can we get Henry Cavill back as Superman in an actual Superman movie and not peppered in well, as
1: Hulk? I think what I'm tired of is, is PG-13 action movies or PG-13 superhero movies or like everything's
2: Right. But even like I like
1: Deadpool one and two, and it's rated R, but it's still
2: a superhero action movie and you still that action is still the same.
1: As much as I like the Deadpool action in the first one and there's some stuff in the second one, action wise, the shtick of Deadpool wears very thin with me. And I know what everyone loves it, it's funny, but like you can't rewatch that movie.
2: No, so the jokes aren't going to land. They're the not. Time. And, yeah. they're, and
1: they just they're really annoying. And it's its almost like it's like going to a party with a stand up comedian and they're just constantly working bits on you to see if you laugh. And at some point, you're just like, shut up already. I just want to drink. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like stuff like that. But back to your point. Drink aviation. <laughs> uh, I guess. Let me ask you this with in terms of Sarah Connor, because you were, you know, basically putting her on a giant pedestal. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think it's. Do you think it's easy for an actress who hasn't played a role in over 25 years to actually tap back into that? Because I want to just give you an example of something and, and tell me if, if I'm off here. Mm-hmm. When you watch the diehards now, we talk about how Bruce Willis, John McClane diehard has become somebody who his wisecracking and he's like, oh, you can't believe the shit I'm getting into. Oh, yeah. And he's turned into this like grumpy old man in the fifth one. Do you get that? same sense not that she's saying grumpy old man but linda hamlin is playing a role that she hasn't played in over 20 30 years so do you do you did you find that it worked or she could do it well or was there any time you're just like mm,
2: i like- found she did it incredibly well okay. I, I think there are some moments where and i know you're gonna talk about the dialogue there are some moments yeah. in the dialogue where i don't think it's their fault, I think it's, and I, I do like. There's a lot of good lines that I like, but there are lines of dialogue also where I also rolled my eyes. And I think in those moments, it's tough, no matter how well you jump back into the characters, to say it believably. I understand not that. Not a line that's just like.
1: Ugh. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give you one right off the top right now. Now, I'm assuming people have watched this movie. If you haven't watched this movie, just you might want to go watch it because I'm about to tell you what happens at the beginning. And we always
2: spoil things, but
1: yeah. I just want to make sure people understand that. So John Connor gets killed in this. He's killed off in the beginning and that's fine. I mean, it stinks. It's the fact that, uh, Cameron complained that when alien three came out, they killed off new and they killed off. I can't remember his name. Uh, by Hicks. Hicks. No. It is Hicks? Is yeah, it, it no, is Hicks. No, is it Hicks? Hicks? Yes. Hudson's the other guy. Yeah, they kill him off in the in the beginning of the movie, kind of wiping out everything that happened in Aliens. And even though he complained about that, he came up with the idea to kill John O'Connor off. And I get why you do it, because you, a, a happy Sarah Connor, as Miller says and a bunch of them say, is not a very riveting Sarah Connor. Right. So you need an angry, bitter Sarah Connor moving forward if you're going to put her in this movie. I get it. But then she has that line where she's doing voiceover and she goes, a machine took him from me and i am terminated and i'm just like are you kidding me that made it that line
0: a machine took him from me and i am terminated
1: there's there that i'm sorry but you can be laurence olivier and there's no way you can give that line without me cringing that's a stupid line right yeah and that's not her fault and i And as much as I love James Cameron as a a director and as a storyteller, I love a lot of his movies and they're always fun. He's not the strongest writer. He's just not. There are lines in here in this movie and they might not be his line, but there are lines in this movie where I'm just like, are you what? Like it just pulls me out and it just it it got to the point where I'm just like, please stop. Like just like when I know you don't want to say come with me if you want to live, come with me if. Oh, with Grace's line? She's like, come with me or you'll be dead in 30 seconds. It's like the. Just say the original line. It's fine, you know. That that's I'd not rather, bother me. I'd rather me. have the right. callback of the original. You know, line. and right. then and then she Grace has that other line where she's like, "You put a hundred cops in front of a Terminator, you'll get a hundred dead cops." Like, come on, I don't mind that. That, that, that line sucks. That that, that, that's right. stupid. No, nobody in the heat of the moment is gonna say that line. You're not in the heat of the moment anymore. If she, I'm sorry, but she's walking towards cops. She's like, "I'm gonna tell the police." She's like, "You go there, you're gonna just kill them all." That's what you would say. You wouldn't sit there and be like, "You put a hundred. I mean, that that line's not gonna. Be there are lines like I just. They're great on the seat. They're great on the page. Mm-hmm. They don't make sense to me in the moment of the thing. So to your point, I don't that's not something I put on Linda right. Hamilton because that's that's the line she's given. But you know for
2: the most part, I think she jumps back into the role well because it's not easy to jump back into a character she sure. did that long ago. People change, you change, acting changes. She hasn't acted in forever. Not just well, she's done this stuff, role, but, but she hasn't done been, very sporadic right, things. Right.
1: Which, you know, because moved on. She's, yeah.
2: she's probably made her money
1: and she's the need
2: to. She is in a new TV show coming out on Sci-Fi Channel called well, Resident Alien. Well now, this,
1: really well, now that she's done this. It looks really fun. Well, now that she's done this, of course, she's going to get more yeah. stuff.
2: I get that. But I think she does a really good job at jumping back into the role. And, and, and there are some moments where I'm like,
1: yeah.
2: Right. But overall, I think she does a fantastic job.
1: Well, here's the other problem. We've probably talked about Sarah Connor. We've talked about Schwarzenegger a little bit. We've talked about the entire thing. But this isn't their story. Not at all, and yeah. that's a problem because it's evident when you're watching it that this story is Danny Ramos's story, and constantly her story is overshadowed by the fact that we still have to talk about Sarah Connor and the T eight hundred, everything that came before them, and her like you know her struggle, and it's and and but she's a supporting character, and she's given more weight in this movie than the main character, and that's to me that's that where that suffers in terms of me watching the movie is that I don't I don't have an emotional connection to Danny Ramos in terms of wanting her to survive or just in terms of enjoying her as a character because she's playing second fiddle to Sarah Connor so either make it Sarah Connor's movie or make it Danny Ramos's movie kill Sarah Connor off in like the first 30 45 minutes whatever that's all I'm saying see I feel like this movie is a
2: passing of the torch so you do have to split that time a little bit and ease it back, ease it over to her. You're you're passing the torch to Danny. Ramos. But then so why? Then at the end of the movie, it is Danny Ramos's movie, and maybe if they—I mean, I'm sure they won't—if they had made a second like a Dark Fate two, kill off to. Sarah Connor. I, I said that they right. should
1: have killed her off here. If it's—I understand what you're saying. If it's passing a torch, kill her off here. But then she has this line at the end. The end she has this line at, when you find out that Danny Ramos is. Grace knew her. She Danny saved her when she was mm-hmm. younger, and because she's from the future, and she sends her back, and all that stuff. Right, she's
2: not the father of right or the mother of the Savior. She
1: and is. then, and then Sarah sit, Sarah kind of sitting there, and she's like, "She's John, you're John." It's like. What she doesn't like, say it. Like she that. does say it like she that. Doesn't it's say it like stupid. That. It's, it's like an fine. It's like somebody should turn around and be like, "Can someone get Grandma a bowl of soup or something?" Sit down. We got that already. Like that's that line. That that line is so. You're being so overly critical. Right? <laughs> that line that is that's so. Not, that's, that's, that's that. that line bad. is so hit the nail on the head that I don't need it there.
2: I don't need it. We already get that. I'm glad that you get it, but there are some stupid people out there who are not. How dare
1: get you it. insult their audience, Butler?
2: I mean, our audience gets it. But there, there are some Marvel fans who aren't going to get
1: it. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
2: Sing. <laughs> there are some moments where I think that some of her acting is also played up to bat, the fact that uh, that she is an alcoholic. And I know they don't show it too much mm-hmm. in the movie, but she admits that she is. Mm-hmm. And I, I see that a lot when I'm watching this new performance is that that's definitely part of She slurs a lot of her words and she does talk a lot slower than like she does in real life and stuff like that, which. Maybe seem like that was something she was playing up as well. Maybe. So stuff like the here, John, like I can see that because she's got to vocalize her thoughts because she's always a
1: little, uh, little on the well, edge. Well, in T2, she is when she's with John in T2 and they are like on the run and she goes to her, um, the Mexican family that she's friendly right, yep. with and she's talking like short bursts. She's got, that's how she, is, you know what I mean? Like yeah. she's already i don't want to say jaded but she's you know her man she loved has died. she's she's got a weight of her shoulders right so i ended so her where she is now i get that i mean i understand the choice to make that to 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 do that i just i can't i can't get over the dialogue It, it really bugs me it really it really bugs me so basically the idea is that cyberdynes no more and the fate of the world is always going to, we are always going to create our own destruction. We're always going to create our own AI destruction. And instead of CyberDive, it's replaced by Legion.
2: Right. Did you like that? I mean, the uh, name Legion? No, I hate the name Legion. Yeah, thank you. As soon as they said Legion, I was like, that is such an unoriginal yeah. computer name. Yeah. Everything's named Legion. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, But I do like that idea that no matter what, you're just moving that you're kicking, like Tim Miller says, you're kicking the can down the road. Sure. I like that idea. I like the idea that fighting these machines is inevitable. And the movie almost presents that. It's not about fighting the machines. It's about, and it's similar to the matrix. It's about joining with the machines. It's definitely about this war is just going to keep going on. You have to figure out a piece between the machines and humanity, Right. which they kind of hint at toward the end, which you figure if they had done their trilogy, it would probably end with that because
1: I think he says, you're that. always, creating, says your own, yeah, you're always
2: yeah. creating your own. Yeah. You're always creating your own Device. Yeah. 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 So I like that. I just, yeah, the name Legion sucks. <laughs>
1: Well, it immediately reminds me of the TV show, right? Isn't the the TV show Legion? Is There's that right? TV show Legion. Yeah. But that's about... Superheroes, but X-Men like and whatever, right? Aren't they oh. superheroes? With Dan, it's with Dan... Um, Dan or Dan Ed, Stevens. Dan
2: Stevens. Right. Yeah. There's also another show called Legion. Okay. So about angels and... And there's like a production
1: animals. company called Legion. I'm sure. There's I a lot think. of... So like, could you come I up with something Legion else? Legion is a classic. You couldn't... Yeah. yeah, they, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a very unoriginal... They're one. called Legion now. Like,
2: when you know. have a writer's room with 20 guys, and they're, quote unquote, from Tim Miller, some of the best sci-fi writers in the business. I saw that. That's the, your sci-fi name?
1: Well, but the only thing... Well, the note I saw, because he got all these people together was that to come up with some stuff for the movie and the only thing that came out of it at least as far as i tell you is the enhanced human is grace's character who uh she's enhanced but she needs to take what well, they don't really explain like what she's taking she just says like i need uh, what do you got do you have this she just rattles off a bunch of uh drugs
2: well it sounds like the first thing she says is definitely like something for
1: regardless whatever she takes when you, it, got the, it boils when you get the down sugar of... thing Insulin. Insulin. Regardless, yeah. whatever she takes, it boils down to a bunch of syringes with some clear with some liquid in it, and like that. So as soon as she gets that shot, she's good as new. No explanation, but that's what that's what it boils down to.
2: Well, they explain why she needs the shot. I
1: get that, but but and that, my other favorite part is when she's working on her phone mm-hmm. and she opens it up, she's like, "What are you doing, future shit?"
2: I like yeah. that because they don't ex- you don't have to explain uh, it in any other movie. You'd get,
1: "Well, I'm bypassing and rerouting the wires." Well, I get so go, that, and sure. I don't want sure. the Star
2: Trek technobabble. That's in Star Trek. I love it when it's in Star Trek because it's future real and research. Shit, you don't need like. I got gotcha. you. I, I like that because it's just like shut up. I'm doing this. It's just like <laughs> this is part of the story. Get over it. We're terminators. We're just, we're just doing. <laughs> Get over we're doing it. We're stuff. terminators. We're doing hacking stuff because it's it's a robot. You don't need to explain it. Mm-hmm. So I I did like when she goes future shit. And I I like that she gives Sarah a lot of crap. I, I like Grace's character. Fine. Because I like when she goes when Sarah Connor's expousing again about it's it's your womb. They want your womb. And I don't like that dialogue. But then at the end of that dialogue, you get Grace going, if you're the mother Mary, then why do I want to uh, why do I want to yeah, punch, punch you, you in the face yeah. so bad?
1: I heard term editors, Then I drink till I black out.
2: Yeah, this should be the
1: Sarah Connor Chronicles new uh, tagline. And why do I want to beat the shit out of you? That's what she says. Um, so, well, let me just go back to timeline stuff. In fact, uh, let's go back to John dying. So why does he die? They, they stopped the war. So So they stopped
2: the war, but there were already Terminators out there. Like the T-1000, the T-800, the one from Terminator 1, they've they've just launched a bunch of Terminators. Okay. They didn't just put all their eggs in one basket. They've always launched Terminators. Those are just the ones they had found up to then.
1: So they're still out there. They're
2: still out there, which is also a plot point they used in the Terminator TV series as well.
1: Well, I mean, well, if- Which makes sense. If your future, though, disappears, you're not there to send the Terminators out. So don't they just disappear? Don't they not exist anymore? Well,
2: also, wouldn't John not exist
1: anymore? I understand. I'm I'm just no. uh, I mean, yeah. That's
2: that's the problem when you're doing time. It's like you have to stick with this. Is okay. Anything that goes back in time now is going to stay. They exist there, right? Because you can also go the other way. Even though the future doesn't exist, right? Yeah, you can go the Star Trek route where it's you creating a new timeline. Or I got you. Yeah, it gets it gets complicated. No, I I understand. I do like the idea that there are others out there. I like the idea that her backstory is she's been killing Terminators for years because I always wondered about that. Like. So they only sent one that always never sat well. Well, with me.
1: But then she talks about how they send. She gets coordinates. She goes, she kills them. But those were Terminators coming back for Danny Ramos. So this whole time she's been protecting Danny Ramos, not knowing it. Maybe they were
2: other Arnold Terminators. She doesn't explain exactly. But why are they? I don't think they were the. No, because she could never go against the Rev Nines. I think this is the first Rev Nine model she's about to go up against.
1: OK, I don't get
2: it. She's been killing the other Arnold's that were sent back in time to kill John, who are just all around.
1: So they you're saying that they weren't sent back at the same time they were sent back in different portions of time. Right. Get John when you can. Gotcha. OK, I gotcha. So they still should be coming back.
2: There should still be some around, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leaving the room open for Arnold to come back. But I'm, I'm sure like they end it pretty well with this is my last one.
1: But. Oh, well, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, you mean, Carl, let's talk about Carl. You've been with your wife for twenty years, and she never wants to have sex with you because she was abused. Never, never, never wants to do anything. Ever, come on.
2: Maybe takes care of her in other ways.
1: There are more than one ways to please a woman,
2: Michael. But <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> the- I, I, I like Carl. I like that they change it up. It's, it's different. It's not as annoying as pops. From Terminator Genesis, I don't
1: remember. I blocked that out. Exactly. Which what was that?
2: Pops was his well, the Arnold that went back in time to save Sarah Connor in the eighties. Right. Okay. And then trained her up to the nineties. And oh right, right, oh right, he's right. And really jokey and like this is my daughter. And yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah. I like that Carl's still pretty much the Terminator. And it's like he's grown that conscience, and it's the fact that he wasn't reprogrammed to be good. He just became good.
1: Well, because his mission was over. And right. he had to just had kind to of figure purpose. out. Yeah.
2: And he had to figure it out on his own, find and his own purpose. When right. he had to find his own purpose, his purpose was to be good. Right. And I, I like that idea because that then seeds also the fact that you can change a Terminator kind of, well, you're talking about,
1: you're into. talking about, you know, their plans for their trilogy, which was, you know, the inevitability of, of peace man machine and machine whatever, being, yeah. being at peace with each other, which I don't think we're going to get that because I don't, No, we're going to get
2: another reboot. Is that what they're doing? (laughs) uh, I don't. They haven't announced, but they paid. I know that there were a lot of rights issues with this film. Yes. And it took forever to get a production company. They had been wanting to write this for so long for a Terminator movie, and they didn't know who was going to get it. And then James Cameron even said at some point that he was interested in doing it, but the rights were all over the place and he was trying to get the rights back to him. Mm -hmm. And I don't think he got the rights back to him, but, you know, when Paramount and 20th Century Fox and skydance and everybody teamed up i think skydance got the rights okay they said they asked james cameron listen we have the rights we're not giving it to you
1: yeah but you can make your but movie we
2: absolutely would love it if you wanted to come in and he was like yes i've got to make my 80 avatars but let's get the sto- <laughs> let me let me let's come up with the story
1: are they still not shoot they, they are all the productions paused at this point but uh, they they're
2: getting back to production they're one of the first ones that are going to go back into production right because it's mostly just one person by themselves in the soundstage okay which makes it safer than most filming
1: great uh, conceivably Conce- yeah um all right so we' do to want to go
2: well we're talking about Carl I mean I like that like the dog likes him but yeah they those the... little subtle nods like that right. I think his his funny lines of dialogue he's got a couple of like eh. but I, I think overall they're You're funny and they're they're deadpanned the drapes well I like the drapes yeah. I like that he's cutting up the the lime and the Corona yeah right I like the pictures of his life leading up to like you could see in the pictures right apparently they built an entire cabin for this movie they kept trying to find a cabin that already existed. They found one for a movie set on a movie lot. Like someone owned real realty in Texas and built a cabin and they hated the cabin. So they tore it down, built an actual cabin
1: and decorated it and built it. It's a, Yeah, but they, they shot, shot this. They didn't shoot a lot of this in, in the United States. Not a lot of it. No.
2: That part, the part they did. They shot a lot of it in Spain, yep. which doubled as Mexico because mm-hmm. it's not safe to shoot in Mexico.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, which they actually, to make sure it was authentic, they got uh, Diego, oh, her well, brother Diego. the guy Juanita? Plays his brother, yeah. Yeah. And because he he's American, but he spent a lot of time in Mexico City because his family's from there. They used him to go. Okay, yeah, that's authentic. That's what oh, yeah. that looks yep, like. Yep. It. Which I thought was kind of cool. And they, they shot in Bolivia, I believe, as well.
1: They they were overseas yeah. a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. where it's cheaper. No, I got you. <clears throat> I got one well, not anymore. I got
2: uh, I got you. Um, so what were your problems
1: with Carl? I uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't the t it's it's tough because he's 71 years old so it's really tough to watch a terminator movie where schwarzenegger's not doing a lot yeah i i, I the
2: mid to uh f- anything that's farther or he's in the background he walks yeah he's got a limp yeah oh yeah and he's I was like oh.
1: yeah he's on i mean i don't know i heard this so i'm not gonna say if this is true or not but i know he's on dialysis uh a lot because because uh, of you know, kidney problems. Uh, so he's
2: like, a, he had at least a triple bypass. Yeah, not a it's, yeah.
1: And whatever it's, it is what it is. You, you get, you get older you know, stuff happens. And, yeah. and I understand that. And, and I don't, if that's not true. That's not true. I'm not saying it is, but he's 71 years old and he's, in, he's, you want him to do, you, you don't want to see you, you want to, you, you want to see these action stars do the action stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You want to see that. And it's very difficult Uh, When you watch him to believe that, okay, he's uh, he's really doing a lot of this. You know what I mean? I don't know. There's a there's a believability factor that's the suspension of disbelief takes a hit when you notice that he's an older man, kind of like watching the Irishman. And they de-age everybody in The Irishman. Yeah,
2: it doesn't really work. And, yeah,
1: and you can tell, even though Robert De is playing somebody in his forties, you can tell he's not walking like a forty-year-old. We yeah. talked about that. And it's great to see them. It's great to see them again, working with Scorsese and all that stuff. I, I don't, I'll, you know, I'll see it. You know, if he does another Terminator movie, I'll watch it. But it's still there's, like I said, the suspension of disbelief. There's holes poked in it, and it, it just takes you out. It takes me out of there's, watching the movie.
2: There's a lot of stuff that uses the T800 where he's absolutely CGI, mm-hmm. especially in the dam. The dam sequence is a lot of not uh, like the underwater scene where he's mm-hmm. fighting the ref9 it's cool in theory but it does it looks very video gaming yeah the cargo plane sequence
1: I don't like it all the, there's just the fight I don't like the it, fight in the cargo it's like plane. a it, cargo plane sequence feels like I'm playing like uncharted five exactly you know it's what I mean like, like it's just gaming. so ridiculous
2: <laughs> and I know they built a fuselage and did some scenes where they're walking but not enough they covered it with too much CG and sure. th- that's why my one note is I don't it sucks that I have to say that the mummy with Tom Cruise did anything better Oh, uh,
1: when it goes out of the plane? That plane sequence yeah. is awesome in the yeah. movie because
2: they actually went on a plane fuselage and went up yeah. and down. And you're not getting the, Arnold Tom to Cruise do that. is crazy. Exactly. But that's great. That's why- Th- That sequence is All really right. good. Yeah. And this movie, the best action scenes in this movie are are real. Mm-hmm. And that scene is too CG. But when you get Arnold in the dam, yep. it's a lot more of him. And what's nice about the T-800, more than I think other aging action stars like Bruce Willis or Indiana Jones and stuff like that, yep. is- he's a big heavy slow machine anyway anyways okay so I think the actual model exactly yep. so he's just hitting the dude with the stick yeah and you leave Grace to do the uh the chain stuff which I yeah. think the chain stuff's really cool
1: yeah she's fun I like we him not we'll get to grace we'll, yeah. we to talk about grace but um no I, I agree with that I, the action doesn't bother me I think uh, would I like less CGI yes I would yeah um I know that the scene with the when the after the cargo where the plane crashes in the dam mm-hmm. and the uh, Humvee is it the Humvee. Humvee is the, Humvee in is the, the That's all from Cameron. He he gave he had a bunch of scenes that he gave Miller. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, you try to use these. I like the Jeep. The Jeep
2: scene is cool, and the yeah. Jeep scene is mostly, other than the fight with the Terminators, mostly real, yeah, and practical, and I think that's awesome. You're talking about in the water. As soon as they get on the dam, they crash. Right from right. crashing to being in the water, right. yeah, it's mostly all physical, and that's well, cool. Uh, underwater, I thought, like that stuff. Come when they're hanging. So when they're dangling, yes, that's real. When they drop, that's real. They actually drop the Jeep. At the okay. End. When they're in the river, they're they're in a pool, obviously, not right, in right, the river. Right. And it's filling up, but that's actually the actors in the in the thing okay. filling up and coming right. out. All
0: right.
2: Which again looks better. Than the, the, the stunt actors. No, so like As Linda the, Hamilton. Linda Hamilton holding her breath and getting okay. out of that, that right, thing. Okay. Yeah. Right, yeah. Apparently she was game for most of her stunts.
1: But not but I, I read somewhere where like they she didn't like it when the stunt woman was doing her stuff because it wasn't like her movements and it kind of bugged her. Mm-hmm. And so then I think she said, like, I'd want to do more of this stuff. I, I didn't work out for a whole year to not, yeah. to not do this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I get it though. I, I understand both ways because if she gets hurt, then you're screwed and you have to, yeah. you know what I mean, cut production and find trick ways where she has to be sitting down if she has a broken ankle and stuff like that. So I understand why you don't want her to get that's hurt. That's like the classic Temple of Doom. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, what did he break his back, right? For Temple of Doom? In Temple of Doom, when he's on the. He always thing breaks
2: something thing. in one movie, but I think Temple of Doom was his back. And they did the entire uh, cave sequence fight with a stunt double yeah and they just cleverly hid mm-hmm. where he was yeah like, so you couldn't see his face yeah that's that's like that today that's probably the
1: story that they tell actors I'm like i want to do my own stunts like well let me tell you something about 2. Yeah. <laughs> you ever hear the story about how harrison ford has a
2: metal spine
1: oh man <laughs> but
2: Oof. no i um, appreciate that i like the truck sequence at the beginning yeah with when the big the uh, big rig yep yep that's classic terminator as well w- apparently he, the
1: driver the big rig uh, We're talking about the the, not the big rig, but the the giant scoop truck. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I don't know what to call it. (laughs) Apparently bulldozer. Yeah. The driver for that, which, by the way, they attach dune buggies to the front of all those cars, which I thought was really cool for front and behind to shoot it, to shoot it. So if they wanted to do a reverse on the truck. They take the dude yeah. buggy part off and attach it to the back. Gotcha. Gotcha. But the driver for the scoop truck was the original driver for the big rig in Terminator 2.
1: Oh, nice. He's nice. like,
2: Yeah, that was made my that made my career as a stunt coordinator. And I get to be the big rig driver in this too. I was oh, like, they, oh, well, I he
1: probably nice. had yeah, clout. So yeah. Like, let me do it. Yeah. Oh, great. So I thought that was cool. No, I I the action's not the problem. Right. Uh my problem is is my problem is dialogue. My problem, I, I don't mind the story. I don't, I and mean, the story is fine. I just, I my biggest problem is dialogue and just the whole idea of I wanted this to be more of Danny's story, mm-hmm. and, and I. But I understand why you watch this movie. You're in this, you're watching this movie because Linda Hamilton is in it and Schwarzenegger's in it. You're watching it because the originals have returned, and and that's great. But there's still a story to be told, and the story, the script is Danny's script. It should be her story, and.
2: See, I feel it like it's not even seat. Danny's story. I think if it's not Sarah's story, it's Grace's story.
1: But you, but then again, you don't get enough of Grace. You don't get enough of 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 her story, and then she's gone, and then she dies. I like that she dies. But she's like Michael Bean's character. So in in Terminator, exactly, which I always really But that's really not liked. his story. It's Sarah Connor right. in the first one. So it's you know what I mean. So it's
2: but even in the original Terminator, you focused a lot on um who's the main character in first reese. who's
1: the main character in terminator
2: it's it's sarah connor okay who's but the main okay you focus a lot on kyle reese almost as much as. okay he's her
1: supporting he supports her right who's the main character in t2 in t2 yeah is it connor or is it sarah is it john or sarah
2: i think it's sarah still
1: okay so she's the, so in the third one she inevitably is the main character in this one but it's has nothing to do with her it's not she is not she is not portraying a main character in this movie. The story is not her story. It's right. Danny's story. So that's, I'm saying that I agree with you that it's, she deserves to be the main character determined right. in, in this movie, but it's not written that way. They've created a story around Danny and to the point where at the end of the movie, when she's like, it's John, you're John, blah, 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 she's going to be, she's going to be somebody who quote unquote trains Danny. Right. So she's going to be in support of Danny. hmm
2: uh, I think that's the passing of the torch. I got you there, but it's th- what if it was Sarah and John together, and Danny oh. was still there, but now then you kill John at the end, so Sarah's left. Would you like that better? Because then it I would don't be know. Probably maybe more. I for I don't think I don't
1: think you can. I don't think you can do John Connor anymore because of Cyber Nine being killed, and they John Connor was the one who raised up against Cyber
2: Regardless, yeah, you right. Have to kill
1: so, so right. So I I understand him dying partly because Eddie for Forlong is not coming back, even though he's like I'll come back, I'm not get a lot of money. It's like yeah, okay, Ed. No, he's done some stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he has other things to worry about. Um, but so I get that why you don't have I don't mind him dying. It stinks because you know. You just had a whole entire movie where he's rescued and then he's right. killed off or
2: whatever. I think that is also something that scared a lot of people away from this movie. That he died? Yeah. I mean, I didn't know he was going to die at the beginning. I, right. Because I, I saw it like the first day. But I had read that there is a shocking twist. Mm. And I'm watching it and you know, get flashback, eighty Furlong's in the movie. I'm like, oh, how's he going to incorporate? It? He's not in the trailer. And mm. they killed him off. That shaded a lot of the movie for me the first time I Okay, okay. Like the first half of the movie, I was just sitting there with my arms crossed like, fuck this movie. I don't want to watch this movie. <laughs> Sucks. It sucks. And I think one of the other coworkers who really likes Terminator as well was working with you. And he came in and was just like, how, how is it? Fuck, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks right now. I'll tell you if it gets better. I mean, it's not bad, but I'm bad. it took me like half the movie to get over it. Now this time I'm watching it, I've made peace with it. I understand why they do it because at the end of the movie, you're like, Yeah, he he had to go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think people reading about that, because I know the spoiler came out like right away and people were like, so people were probably like, No, no, I'll watch this movie now. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> well let me ask you this then why do you think it's forgotten because you picked this movie
2: i think because they kill off john connor
1: i think so that reason
2: i think the other terminator movies have been so bad like, why didn't do
1: more yeah why didn't it do business basically yeah genesis is so
2: bad okay that how bad is, is it it is <laughs> it is one of the worst big budget action films i saw in theaters in a, maybe ever Ooh. for big big budget it is really really bad. i'd have
1: to watch it again i don't remember a lot of it. who
2: played uh reese the guy who played bruce willis's son in uh oh the, Jai, you know, courtney? Jai courtney
1: right yeah. right yeah uh,
2: right yeah, it's just, right who played connor in that i can't remember the guy's name but he was an evil john connor he's, it was it's not a good movie man. okay i can't <laughs> i remember all the thing i remember is the end when matt the, smith comes out and he's this terminator from the future who time travels and is from another dimension well i remember him but i remember no point to the story <laughs> Where they where they where they start in the 80s, they go to the 90s and they jump to the present because hey, it's cheaper. (laughs) All
1: right. Well, anyways, back to the original question.
2: that's so bad. Salvation is really not good at all. Mm -hmm. People have just been so and a lot of people don't like T three. It's all right. I I, I like T three. It's not bad. They've just been so like, all right, yep, yep. I don't care anymore. This has not been good. It'd be the same thing probably if you tried to do another alien movie, unless you did it really low budget. it's this success successive sequels have just been so bad mm-hmm. that you watch this movie. And, and I think it's worth watching. I think the action is good. I think the story is good. You're so burned out by bad Terminator movies. You're yeah. just like, I don't want to watch this. And then you find out they kill off John Connor, the John Connor that you like from T2. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people like me grew up watching this movie. Mm-hmm. I've probably seen T2 easily over 40 times. I've probably seen yeah. it close to 50 or 100 times. Yeah. Like I I, I was really mad watching John Connor. It took me a while to get over it. And I love movies and can justify Mm them. People that aren't going to really analyze it and think about why they did it for story reasons. are just going to be mad about it and stay mad and just go, I don't want to watch this movie.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough. I don't I don't I understand why you want to reboot and remake and revisit and redo all these characters that you grew up with in terms of Terminator and aliens, like you say. But at, the, but at the end of the day, when you do that, you're beholden to the past. And you are, whether it's subconsciously or you overtly do it, you have to make callbacks and you have to reference stuff. And, oh, isn't it cool, like the whole stuff of Prometheus and, and, and how it's always referenced it's in the Alien trilogy. And that's great. But is that really is that really the path to take to tell a really cool story? Can't you just do your own original story and then just oh that's just like that movie oh that was like you know what I mean it's it's still your universe I think that's why people didn't like Prometheus because it didn't do enough callbacks I I, I get that but yeah. that doesn't mean they're they're right that doesn't mean the well, audience I get is that. correct yeah exactly you know what I mean that's just it's that's the thing it's like I don't like a movie like I'm trying to think of a movie that is I watched it it's it's singular it's in and of itself but like you can it remind you of another movie. You're like, oh, yeah, it's like that. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, I like we love the John Wick movies. Right. But I think we love we like the John Wick movies because the action is really good. Right. But it's not like. It's 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 an original story. It's not it, it may have allusions and references to other movies, but it's its own thing. I think we're burned out by reboots and and, re- and sequels and but you're
2: never going to not get them.
1: No, and I, I, think I this understand is, this is that. A
2: well done one. And I think that if you are just saying. There can't be reboots and remakes, and mm-hmm. I'm never gonna like them. It's just like that's fine, but they're just gonna keep coming.
1: I understand that. So just, I'm fine with that, but I'm I I like stuff like, how about this? You saw the Hustler. You ever see the Hustler? Paul Newman. Um,
2: I think I have Paul
1: a, Newman. Jack, Jackie Gleason. Probably not a lot. It's time. a black and
2: white movie. Okay,
1: but The Color of Money with Tom Cruise and Paul Newman right. is a sequel to the Hustler. Okay. So the character that Paul Newman plays in The Hustler carries over is carries over, and he he's a different character in Color of Money. He's he's this like older mentor kind of guy, but mm-hmm. like it's like that kind of sequel. Is he's actually the same. He's the same character. character. Okay. That kind of sequel I like because okay. it's not it's a character it's carrying over a character. Mm-hmm. It's not taking everything that happened in The Hustler and like I maybe let me put it this way. Maybe I enjoy remakes and or sequels, excuse me, and reboots or whatever that doesn't reference old material, but references old characters and pulls old characters over. So if you pulled, you can't do it with Terminator, obviously, but let's just say for the sake of argument, you pulled Sarah Connor from the Terminator movie and you put her in another movie and it doesn't have anything to do with the Terminator franchise, Mm -hmm. but it's her character's arc moving forward. That to me is a little bit more interesting. Now, granted, you're not going to do that because Terminator is such a great movie. I understand that. But that's what I'm talking about. I think those type of remake, those type of sequels and pull it, are more interesting to me when they pull characters into another setting than it is just kind of carrying on the same plot because you're just doing the same plot over and over again. The whole reason why the last three Terminators didn't work for you mm-hmm. is because you're oh, you, because you're thinking of Terminator and Terminator 2 and T2 and they're so good that what you're just rehashing stuff. You're redoing stuff that doesn't work. So yeah, because Salvation doesn't rehash. The well, salvation like, oh, the salvation goes into the well, just, quote unquote present. That's just yeah. really poorly
2: done, right? It's just the stories. Like they tried to do something different, right? With Sam Worthington's character and and this weird John Connor and the future and open heart surgery in the desert, and it's just weird, not good.
1: John <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? I get what you're saying. Okay. I just think
2: that there are movies where you have to understand that Terminator is going to happen regardless, right? Right. So as far as I'm getting another Terminator movie. I think this is maybe not as good as you can get, but this is pretty good. It, is it
1: better than the last three? Uh, yeah, that's fine. I can, I can, I can sit, I can say there with that. And I, I'm you. Let's for the sake of argument, you give this movie what an A. Like if you said like A, A plus, A, A minus, that kind of thing. I'd I'm probably give I'm, it a B plus. I'm more in the lower B C round. That that's probably where we are. The dialogue, the the script really bothers me. The dialogue really bothers me. And when I say by script really bothers me, just the whole idea of whose story it is. And the dialogue really bugs me. But I like the action. Mm -hmm. I enjoy the action. I know that we haven't talked about it yet, but there was not a fight, but there was disagreements in the editing room. Right. They were all gung ho at the beginning. And then James Cameron tried to take control. I guess Tim Miller had a cut or oversaw an editor cut that was like two hours and 50 minutes long and uh cameron saw it and didn't like it and just came into the editing room and just and changed it now that's tough because it's his movie it's his series it's he started the whole thing right. so it that's a i can understand miller saying like what the hell man but what are you going to say to that i think it's- miller
2: admits that later on because they asked him about working in another movie like this again he's like i i could not do another movie where creative control is wrestled from me from yeah. The creator of the franchise because
1: it's tough there's you, nothing you can you do. can't you can't you have to just be like it's yours man i'm um I'm, I'm. you have to have that, and that's tough to do right uh but but you also have he also had a problem with deadpool too right he got he did that's yeah. he, so he's, he's, he's probably a i've little got a work yeah. yeah but but that's fine i mean if that's how you want but then go do your movies exactly. go do the movies you want to do do your standalone. do go get five million dollars and do the film you want perfect know what know what you want to do stop trying to collaborate and that's fine but I understand camera stepping in because, I mean, would you be able to do that? Be like, you, I gave you the reins of this thing and look I, what you did. I think that's why
2: you always see George Lucas on the set of every Star Wars movie they've done so far.
1: You have to get his kind of nod and approval yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. He
2: it directed a scene in Solo yeah. because he was probably like, well, here's how I'd do it. At some point, you just got to go like, go for that's it. That's George oh, Well, hands tied. What am yeah. I going to do? I mean, I think I would just be so honored to be working in Terminator or a franchise that's right, like that right. with the creator that I'd, I'd probably not be as
1: no i think i, I but it is surprising
2: back, james cameron wants a shorter
1: cut <laughs> <laughs> well now the solo thing that's ron howard right uh the senior he he, was when ron yeah, howard was pleased. on it you're yeah. ron howard you don't you don't have anything to worry about like if you're somebody who's an up-and-comer and Joe lucas wants to direct, you're worried about oh my god I's gonna take over i'm gonna lose my Easy. job yeah. ron howard's like go ahead i can i to take it please go ahead George. are yeah. friends so exactly. that's fine yeah. yeah you have to have that confidence in in, in your own abilities mm-hmm. but i agree with you if you were if you got the opportunity to direct Terminator, the next Terminator. Yeah, I don't I care how many notes. movies I've directed. And Cameron, I'd be like, yes, yeah, go ahead. If I'm sitting there and I'm directing and then James Cameron's like, oh, you should do this, I'm like, okay, yeah, what's I'd up? I'd be taking this. Absolutely.
2: I'd be like, oh, that's what That's you- a okay. resource. Are you doing that, James? Absolutely. I don't care if I've directed 50 movies up to then.
1: Ab- I mean, now, if it's a script that you wrote and you were like, it was your baby and he still gave you notes, you would be like, yeah, right? <laughs> I, I, oh, okay. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. I like that. I like. Do you think that? I, as long as you can irrationally Absolutely. I. I don't. Why would you say no to that? Yeah. I'm sorry. That's. That's really obtuse of somebody to be that way. You have to. You have, come on. These guys have done it before. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I get that. So, so we did want to talk about.
2: There. There is one line I really like. You talk about not liking the dialogue. Yes. I have a couple things that I do like.
1: Okay. But um, I think I got to all the lines that I hate.
2: One of the lines I really like is. I calculate a 74% chance that humanity will descend into barbarism. Also,
1: this is Texas. The guns, yeah. yeah. The gun, I guess. <laughs> you just keep this around? Even without a rogue AI taking over, I calculate a 74% chance that human civilization will collapse into barbarism. In the dead eventuality, these weapons will be vital to protect my family. Also, this is Texas. I saw the note where the gun behind him in that scene is, 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 is the original one from the first one. Yep. Yeah. So that, I that, that's, that's cool. fine. I, uh, I get that. That's that's fine.
2: Um, but we wanted to talk about that one character, the major that shows up.
1: Right. So at the end of the movie or towards the end of the movie, she has some kind of resource that is going to get them their EMP, which is such a de- like, that's another thing that came and went real quick. Here is your device. It's gone. Uh Okay. Because that was such a deus ex machina. I'm glad they got rid of it. Right. He was like, mm. But he shows up and it's almost like we're supposed to know this dude. Like we're supposed to know the history and like he's
2: part of the whole franchise. Well, here's the thing. As soon as I saw him and I maybe you, I don't know if you thought this, that was Miles Dyson's uh, son. Miles uh, Dyson's oh, son. that,
1: that would have been better. Right? Yeah.
2: And then you hear his name and it's not. Yeah. So I'm wondering, and it's not in the deleted scenes, at least in the Blu-ray. Is there a scene where maybe his mom took her original name to hide him? or he changed his name so the terminators couldn't find them
1: that would be nice to understand
2: exactly because if he's not Miles' son i don't know why he's in it
1: why is he helping why is he why is he breaking major protocols and giving her a a device i mean and he knows about the terminators yeah Uh, he's got to be Miles' son yeah and it really bothers me that he's not well maybe maybe he was supposed to be
2: yeah that that part really that
1: part really pissed me and if that was if if they just told his name and then you and then you were able to say like, oh, that's my son. OK, fine. I'm fine with that. But like he is such a character in this movie that I don't understand why he's so important. He's so powerful to the story. Yeah. They and get he, them all the tools. He gets them, them on the plane. They're fine. Clearly <laughs> like, oh, they're refueling the plane. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: That whole thing. It just, uh, I didn't get it.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Uh,
2: I also wanted to point out that I think Gabriel Luna is really, really good in this movie. I think he does a fantastic job at Rev 9. And I like the way Rev Nine's written to be even more human than Grace, basically. You know, Grace and him come down at the same time. It's mm-hmm. the Rev Nine that's more personable to people, nicer to people. Well, doesn't do you, keep beat people up. Well, for the most part, well, until it he needs to.
1: Well, he, yeah. What she says, he does, can't replicate people unless he touches them, and it's not okay, in a good then way. He's yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But like when he's not, if they're not part of his target, he's leaving them alone. Where she beating people. Well, who does in he leave alone time. in terms of? He walks past the guy in the highway. Uh, there's a deleted scene where he's in a he's in a bar, yeah, just scanning for them, and he just walks away. He goes gracias and walks away from the waitress. Right. I just, and he's personable. Right. Like, he knows how to communicate with human beings. Right. You know, his whole lot, three tours in Afghanistan, my whole body's a weapon. Expect a big ping, brother.
1: whole body's a weapon. Save it for the ladies. Sorry. Metal hip. Two tours in Afghanistan. All right. Thank you for your service.
2: And when he goes up to the, I love right, when he goes right, to, right, to right, Texas right. Rangers. Right. He's like, you here for the shit show? Yeah. I can't, he says, say. Yeah, Because that's what the T-1000 like yeah, changes yeah. line. You boys know where I can get a helicopter?
1: Yeah. Why would they know where to get a helicopter?
2: <laughs> I'm sure they have their Rangers. <laughs> but I like that. I also when I watched this movie the first time when he goes into the UAV building. Yeah. I remember in the theatrical cut when I saw it in theaters that there was a little bit more to that. And I, I thought we were introduced to her character and another guy first and then she leaves and then he takes over. Like, they introduce those people in the... You're talking about the Border Patrol? In the Border Patrol, yeah. The UAV people. For some reason, I have it in my head that there were there was another scene with those guys before he kills them. I don't know. And I'm not. I don't know. <laughs> I know in the deleted scenes, that's an entirely different scene. Oh, really? Where Gabriel Luna's in her uncle's house. Okay. And he's killed all the other coyotes. Okay. And he's sitting there on a, a sofa chair, hacking into the drone. And he orders both the Mexican... Border Patrol and the United States Border Patrol to, to kill them. Okay. And there's a whole action scene where Grace is jumping from cover to cover, blowing out kneecaps because Danny says no killing. Right, no right, more killing right. Humans. And there's this whole other action scene, and the uncle gets shot and killed, which is why only his son is with them in the Border Patrol.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
2: So I thought that was kind of interesting that they are yeah. doing an alternate version of that.
1: And then, like, what? What he busts into the server farm when he's like, like they don't explain the exoskeleton part of it too much. Like, it can be separate. Just the fact that it can separate and yeah, be it's how, own, but it's not how, as strong. Yeah. And here's the other thing. When they show those exoskeletons in the future, they've got tentacles. And they how don't have them the in this thing. one. Why
2: isn't he using them? Yeah. Apparently, they don't say in the... If you watch the documentaries and stuff, they say those are Rev. 7s. And they're seven feet tall. Okay. So they can't infiltrate. They're not infiltrator units. They're fuck shit up units they just okay. go and they destroy shit like
1: sentinels kind of thing yeah. from my Matrix, yeah so
2: he doesn't have all those capabilities right which i didn't realize like going back when they showed the scenes of like oh yeah those are like eight feet tall like giant
1: it's almost like you wanted a separate movie that came out and it was just about legion and the history of Lee and like just in the future. And then you, at the end you tease it like, Oh, we didn't tell you this is part of the Terminator universe. And like, you almost want something like that to be to come before this movie.
2: Yeah. There's not a lot of explanation about Legion.
1: Right. You almost wanted to, you almost want a different, and don't do a prequel, but you almost wanted a different movie. You know what I mean? Kind of like Prometheus or or kind of like that Prometheus, but what was the next second one they called? But see, it's almost like, and and everyone knew it was coming, but like when she gives birth to the Xenomorph kind of thing, like you almost wanted that. Like, yeah towards at the end like oh we didn't like they should that would have been really good like they could have had this whole other story you know it's, it's separate it's about legion it's about the future race being they're fighting and at the end of the movie you have like we got to go back and then you just start doing the at the end of the movie that would have been awesome Which they should have just done. but you but because you it's like i keep asking questions you keep having the answers because they clearly knew them right but like you want that you want to hear that
2: right and i think this one to see stands
1: that. alone without all those explanations
2: but they do leave some stuff that you want
1: yeah
2: and i think that was another problem with genesis which is why people are turned off here they added so much stuff like that matt smith character jumping yeah. between dimensions and all that
1: well that's a different universe man. when
2: you have a writer's room and you make three yeah you, you're planning on a trilogy and obviously it didn't land you're leaving stuff for later let's save it for later it's yeah. like don't save it for later yeah put it all on the on the line tell the best story you can tell
1: right here and then worry about whatever you're going to do later later right do the best story you can right here that's all you need to do
2: i think that makes some of the best sequels is when they put everything on the line they don't have they don't know what they're going to do yet for the sequel and then the sequel comes out and they're like now i have this idea sure because they've put everything they had into one one thing
1: right right like aliens say what you want about alien 3 what they do that's fine but they don't like they did aliens. Like that was going to be the movie mm-hmm. that that's it. That's, right. It, it's, we're done. We're over. We're done. Then they kept going. And so that then they made the changes they need to make, but they weren't making aliens with the idea of, well, the third one can be that. Cause, cause that sacrifice what you're doing in the original story. Right. Tell your story. Worry about sequels. If that comes to it later, it's actually better when you have trilogies, when you have standalone action film trilogies, where you have separate directors and creators for each movie. It, it does because eh. because then you work, but, but look you know, at Star Wars well, okay fine <laughs> if you
2: well maybe that's such a saga there's and such, such
1: a small percentage of writers and creators that can do that that half most of the time you're getting fails you're getting right you're getting less than and at, th- at some point you have to realize you can't do this mm-hmm. he can do this I guess your point as why it's forgotten uh, makes sense it's only last year, so I, you know, Not I even know.
2: last year. It's like six months from it. true. This is the newest movie we've done. It is. I
1: was just going to say that the but most current movie
2: I chose this movie a, because I wanted to do a crossover with two. <laughs> I forgotten in cinema because it's so easy. There are so many movie based games. Right. And I, this is a movie that, I mean, it was hard for me to find the Blu-ray. Really? Yeah. Like I went on Amazon. It wasn't the first thing that popped up. Mm-hmm. I, I went to target. I went to Walmart. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find it on their shelves. And granted, things aren't being stocked as as regularly as as they were before right now. True. But it took me a while to find it. And I was really surprised because this is a big movie that came out just six months ago with some big stars.
1: Yeah.
2: And I was like, this movie, I remember being really mad at the beginning. But I think that turned a lot of people off. And I think it really deserves a limelight. And it's also shaded. I I will absolutely admit it. My love of the Terminator franchise and growing up with the Terminator action figures and, and loving the universe and the films. Absolutely shades my thoughts on this. Sure. Movie. But that being said, that's coming from someone who absolutely hates Terminator Genesis, doesn't like Salvation at all, and only kind of likes Terminator 3. So, why is that okay
1: for you to do? But when I tell you that I like Crystal Skull and I'm shit on by a oh, monkey scene, this scene, this scene, why is that always thrown in my listen, face? I always tell you that I really like Crystal
2: Skull. I right. just don't like the monkey scene. There's no, there's I like, nothing wrong with I'm with scene. you on the refrigerator scene, I'm with you on the okay. chase through the cameras. Right. i like crystal skull man
1: there are so i because I, it's on netflix so i'll just oh, watch yeah, it yeah because yep. i've been trying to do this thing where like i want to put it on because i want to watch it as much as i watch the other ones because the, the other ones you watch them all the time right but and so so i keep like just throwing it on there and watching stuff there are so many iconic moments in crystal skull like when he shoots when when they're at the the gravesite and mutt and he shoots that, he holds the gun out, and Mutt's like, You're a professor. And he's like, Part time. I'm like, That's oh, yeah. awesome. I'm, 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 I'm sitting there going, I can't believe I forgot that line. So <laughs> there are so many. St- You're going back to I school. Know. <laughs> I know. There's so many good things in that movie. I don't know why we got, we're not talking about Terminator. I'm the sorry. Whole chase
2: through the box, the Area 51.
1: What's up? The chase through Area 51. Yeah. And also, now granted, I know this is when the monkeys come, but. That whole scene when they're on the the cars and they're fighting and they're sword fighting. So, that
2: scene is awesome. I know. And they blow
1: up that one wheel or whatever. And it's <laughs> on fire. It, that, like, and that's an action scene that's planned out. That's an action scene that, I'm sorry, nobody but Spielberg does. Mm-hmm. And that's why I am really not excited about Five with Mangold. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not excited. I, I just am-
2: I am. I mean, you can't pay Spielberg enough because he's so rich. He doesn't care. But, but uh, I don't they know. Should have paid him whatever they, they should have said. Don't. Whatever movie you want to make, we'll make. Yeah. Of your next I, movie. I'm so.
1: sorry, but it this 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 movie is going to kill the franchise. It's going to kill it.
2: Well, if it's supposed to be the end cap of the franchise and the original director, and you don't have the original, yeah, end it,
1: it's we've gone off the rails. But it's oh, it's really not. I'm not happy about that. That's at another all.
2: thing for Terminator: Dark. Bringing it back. True. James yeah. Cameron's in this. Yeah. That, which, which is
1: which is a selling point for me. When you said, Hey, we're doing Dark Fate that you want that- I was like, I'll watch it. I wanted to watch it when it came out. Right. I missed it. I didn't catch it. Um, you know, and and my my complaints about it are are I they don't I mean, I, I like the action. Cameron, I mean Cameron I, can do action. But I, I honestly I I wonder what type of movie this would have been if Cameron directed it. Because I think I probably would have been into it more. I don't I cause say what you want about and I just sat here and told you I didn't like that. but say what you want about it. I still love True Lies. I love all the, uh, the Abyss. One of my True notes Lies. is, can we
2: just get a True Lies 2 already? Oh, they're too old, though. They're too Well, that's old. the thing. It's like some of those scenes between Sarah Connor and Arnold, I was like, I like it. And then Terminator, I was like, Jamie Lee Curtis is in shape. She was doing Halloween. She was beating up they Michael Myers. Can't Let's go. They do
1: it. They can't do it. Elijah
2: Dushku's not that old. I, her in her, or I, her, I, like I, different character i'm glad he's doing
1: a movie i'm glad he's making avatar and he really doesn't need to do anything because he's you know super rich but i'd love to just see him do like another just action movie straight up action doesn't have to have arnold in it just put somebody in it new person and make a new but just a straight up action movie because there's not a lot of people that can do his type of action
2: well i also think that there's something to be said about the fact that Terminator one and two are so good i think not just because of the action but there's a lot of humanity and actually like a lot of emotion in the story right even though it's all one long action scene, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. think maybe this would have maybe a little bit more humanity—something that maybe you think it's lacking—if Cameron directed
1: it, I think a lot of times in in, in newer movies we're so this we're so in a rush to get to the action, we're so in a rush to get to the the the, the good stuff that right. you don't realize that you need the other stuff to actually want you to root for people. I, I say this all the time. Where The Lost Ark is. I think it's an arguably the greatest adventure film of all time, and there's no action set piece in the last 20 minutes of the movie. Now let that sink in. It's you. You can sit there and remember all the great stuff about Raiders, but it doesn't have a final action piece at the end of the movie of 20 minutes. It doesn't. And 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 you can sit and people say, "Oh, I love that movie. It's got this scene and this and this and this." It's like, so I'm telling you, right? You don't need that. You you somebody we're talking. I was talking to somebody who was just watching Sorcerer. I think I told you this, and he was like. He was saying it was you know, the the open. I told him, I said, it's a movie that sucks you in, and we did *Sorcerer* in the first season. It's a movie that sucks you in because when they're driving the dynamite in the movie, you're like, oh my god, they're gonna make it. But the first forty-five minutes to the hour of the movie is the setup of all the characters, right? And he and he was like, oh, it's a little boring. Oh, like, I get that. I go, but that's why I love seventies movies because they take the time to make you fall in love with those characters and root for them. You need to do that. And, and
2: *Jurassic Park* needs that. Yes, scene. It scene. Yes, source scene.
1: You can get there's. Yes, you Terminator can have two awesome that act- desert, scene. right? You don't if you have four great action scenes, that doesn't mean you need to do eight in the next movie. That's the reason why I don't like Jurassic World, because it doesn't do any of that stuff. And 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 not just Jurassic, I don't want to pick on that one way, but all action movies. You got to take the time to build up your characters. You got to. It's, just, it's that's the whole reason people they may not know it. But the whole reason people love movies is because they love characters. And they may not realize that when they're watching the movie, but trust me, they that's why they root for them. Yeah. That's why you love Sarah Connor. You know what I mean? Because you have developed that a relationship emotional. with her. Yes.
2: Yeah. The Matrix needs the Nebuchadnezzar scenes. Yes,
1: absolutely. All right, so let's 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 wrap it up then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um so you'll hear me now. Now let me ask you this because I'm doing i'll be playing terminator genesis or i have played it terminator resistance terminator resistance excuse me is that video game in the alternate universe
2: so this game takes place in the terminator 2 universe this is the terminator 2 future so you're at the old classic judgment day
1: okay after t2 happened
2: after so wait a minute so this is skynet has taken over this is the terminator 2 flash forwards you're playing through uh, that future
1: okay all right okay that's fine as i just need to know that So we'll find out how I thought and how I felt and I guess we'll talk about that and all fun stuff.
2: That's right. So if you guys want to hear Phil talk about Terminator Resistance and his love of first-person shooters, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you can join me, Dave, and Mike on our Two Player Bros crossover, which comes out, if you're listening to this on this release day, comes out tomorrow. We'll go over Terminator Resistance if you want to play it. It's available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC, two player bros, you can find at twoplayerbros.com or wherever you find your podcast. You can also find it at forgottenentertainment.com. So check us out there. It's a great podcast, deep dive on Terminator Resistance. And if you like our podcast, why don't you take that one?
1: We're on the same places. <laughs> <laughs> well, right now, I mean, I don't. there's some forgottencinema podcast.com. You can go there. Obviously, they are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, we're everywhere. Uh, you will be on forgottenentertainment.com as well. But yeah, so that's it. Uh, join us next week. We are going to be moving on with season six. We're going to be talking about the action comedy. We're talking about the movie Stretch, which you have not seen.
2: It was the number two pick on our original list. of It was
1: movies. Uh, starring Patrick Wilson. It's a movie that I believe Joe Carnahan did and they didn't know what to do with it. And they put it on Netflix and it's actually pretty good. Chris Evans is in that as well. Oh. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm hoping. Evans like... or Pine? Oh, Pine, maybe Chris Pine. Who cares? One of the Chris's. <laughs> uh so yeah, so that's us next week. We're doing stretch. Thank you for listening to our Dark Fade episode. I'll see you tomorrow, I guess, on our their two player bros episode. That's right. Um, as always, I'm Mike Field. And I'm Mike Butler. And this has been Forgotten Cinema.
2: Oscillo Vista, baby. <laughs> oh,
1: My machine took him from me, and now I am terminated,
2: and then I get blackout drunk. Well, I also like the line, if you want to keep your phone in a potato chip bag, keep it in a potato chip bag. <laughs> Does that work? Uh, maybe. Oh, try it out. I just like the idea of, yeah, don't take it out, ever, everyone. <laughs>